Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Success to me is going to bed at night and knowing that you made a difference for somebody. That's success. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, my name is Samantha, and I'm a visibility strategist at Samantha Diane CO. I've just started listening to the Women in Tech podcast recently, and with each episode, I feel a sense of empowerment, inspiration. I really enjoy hearing the stories of women from all around the world who are innovating and who are leading in an industry that's typically thought of to be male dominated. I can always count on the Women in Tech podcast to give me that little bit of inspiration that I need to push myself just a little bit further. You can connect with me on Instagram at samanthadiane.co. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. So today's personal spot is a question for you, actually. I would love it if you would shoot me a message on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on email, wherever it makes sense for you. What are your podcast recommendations? What episode is a must listen to that you think I just really need to tune into? So reach out to me, esprit at hey.com. That's H-E-Y.com, E-S-P-R-E-E, or on social at Esprit Devora, E-S-P-R-E-E-D-E-V like Victor, O-R-A, on all social. I'd love to hear your podcast recommendations. All right. And with that, hope you love our next episode. Bye. Women in Tech podcast featuring women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest from California. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am really excited to have you. So go ahead to kick things off. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Michelle, obviously, and I am the CEO of Squared Away. We are a remote executive assistant company that is mostly comprised of military spouses. 
Love it. Well, so many things. One, I have military in my family. Two, I'm obsessed with outsourcing and that whole thing. I even wrote a book on outsourcing years ago. And I think one thing that we don't do well as founders and professionals is we don't let go of enough work to be more efficient and get things done. So let's get into the beginning. What does it look like to work with your company as a client? Like, let's go through the flow of the value first. Let's start there. And then we're going to jump into your journey. Oh my goodness. I feel like there's so much value just individually. And every experience is just so unique, just depending on the needs of our clients, because we support so many different types of people from independent consultants to people in the entertainment industry, venture capitalists, startups, you name it. We have so many different types of clients with unique needs. And obviously during COVID and the pandemic, life has pivoted for everybody. So what that looks like is, you know, it's a very personal, more of a business partnership between the assistant and the client that they're supporting. So not only are they trying to handle the administrative tasks, but they're also looking two steps ahead of you. So they're saying, okay, well, I've done X, Y, and Z for you, but I also need to look at, you know, two weeks out from now where you have five different things going on to plan for. So um, it's very individualized. And walk us through why it's so important because everyone may not know that you staff vets. Veterans and military spouses. So we are so grossly underutilized. There's like a 24% unemployment rate for military spouses. At least I was very lucky in being able to find uh, remote employment as a virtual assistant a few years ago when I met my husband, but we have about 150 military spouses and veterans internally on our team. And because our lifestyles are so all over the place all the time and in the hands of the government, which is crazy, um, we don't know where we're going to be in two or three years at a time. So most companies don't want to take a chance on Mm. working with somebody who is essentially only going to be there temporarily, which is incredibly sad. You know, it's funny. I know about veterans, but I didn't actually know about the challenges uh, spouses go through. And on the veteran side, just because I don't want to assume our listeners know what I know, why is it important to employ veterans? I feel like they kind of get the short end of the stick. They're always at the beck and call of the military. My husband is always at the beck and call of the military. He, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience, he's been gone for pretty much five years of the eight years that we've been married. And, you know, we have two little boys and he misses out on the day-to-day a lot of times. And, you know, those are moments and memories that he can't get back. So employing veterans and military spouses allows companies to give that stability to veterans and say, Hey, I'm investing in you and your family's future. Like I'm happy to help you do that. And I don't think a lot of companies realize that veterans and military spouses really, you know, appreciate that. And they are willing to give 150% to companies that take that chance on them and say, Hey, you know what? You are dedicated to me. I'm going to be dedicated to you. Wow. And 
how was your company conceived? Like when did it happen? Had you been a founder <laughs> before? Let's get into your story. Oh my gosh. Um, no, I don't think I ever envisioned being a CEO and founder. Um, <laughs> I met my husband in 2012. We got married and I worked as a personal assistant. I, you know, came into the military spouse lifestyle with the idea that I would have no problem finding a job wherever we were stationed. And I felt very overqualified. And every time I applied somewhere and mentioned that I was a military spouse, I had the door slammed in my face, essentially. It was, oh, you're a military spouse. Thanks, but no thanks. And I was like, Mm. say, what? What's happening here? And you know, at first I was kind of shocked and then I took it extremely personally because, you know, here I was, you know, somebody who was very individualistic and type A and you're telling me that I'm going to be judged on my spouse's career. I, I didn't think it was fair. So I started working for Zertual in 2013 and worked for them, made it to a manager role. And this is where my story starts to sound like a really bad country song. I um, actually used to <laughs> hire from virtual, uh, virtual, so I, I know what's about to come. <laughs> uh, my husband, Sean, had deployed about two weeks before, and I was three months pregnant with our first little boy. And I woke up that Monday morning with no job, and uh, I was quite honestly, a hot hormonal mess that day. I couldn't reach my husband who was deployed. And I had a team of 13 people asking me what to do because their livelihoods were also up in the air. So at that point in time, um, one of my clients kind of took his chance on me, came with me, and I started working independently and worked and built my own business for myself and worked until they were putting the epidural in my back for my little boy. My husband likes to joke that I was sitting up my out-of-office email when Sawyer was coming out. But I took two weeks off, continued to work. And two months after that, we received orders to Hawaii. Wow. And by the way, only two weeks <laughs> off. Also, FYI, I also hired my virtual assistant. <laughs> so I know I that. And she I worked with it. me for years. It was amazing. Yeah, yes. she's my project manager. Oh but, my gosh. but two weeks, that seems so short. It was. I, I mean, your it, body is like butchered. <laughs> my body was butchered, but... As much as I had poured my heart and soul into maintaining my client relationships and my clients were great. They were like, you know, take as much time as you need, but I didn't want to fail them. And I was at home with a baby who was sleeping like 18 hours a day. So I was like, right. well, I can't sit here and total my bums. So that's just not me. Right. So I needed something to do. So I worked and we got orders to Hawaii and I wouldn't even talk to my husband about it for two weeks. I was like, no, don't talk to me. Like I can't talk about moving to Hawaii from North Carolina right now. Right. And finally I told him, I was like, he goes, well, what are you going to do about your business? And I was like, well, I guess we're traveling six time zones. That's what's going to happen. And I didn't want everything that I'd worked for and hustled for, to be honest, to get lost because of time zones. Right. I was like, I'm not going to get lost because of a clock 
Like right. it's not going to happen. I told my clients I was going to take a week off to move, took a week off to move. I didn't tell them where because I didn't want to spook them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I moved to Hawaii and I started getting up at 3 a.m., which was challenging. When My mouth is dropped open, <laughs> you guys. This is crazy. It was it was incredibly challenging, but oddly enough, it actually worked out really well. We had a nine-month-old at that point, and I essentially worked from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. Hawaii time, and then I had all afternoon with them. Wow. So it was kind of nice. Um, How long did you do that for? Uh, we left Hawaii in July, so I did it the entire time we were in Hawaii. Wow. And now you're in San years. Diego. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know everybody, I think you got to be a little insane to do that. So that might speak to my mentality a little bit, but and it worked. When, when did you transition into becoming a founder? So we moved to Hawaii in October of 2016 and squared away, officially became an idea in March of 2017. So I was doing that for about six months. And, and why squared away? Where'd you get that name from? <laughs> well, my husband likes to say that it was totally his idea, but <laughs> we wanted a name that spoke to the military lifestyle. And one of the phrases that my husband says all the time as a Marine is, I got to get this squared away or oh, I got to do this. And yes. I was like, that is totally it. That is, that is our name. And it stuck and it couldn't have been a more perfect phrase. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But now that you say it that way, it totally uh, yeah. makes sense. My husband said that he needs royalties on <laughs> every time that name is said. And then where did it go from there? You have this idea in your head about Squared Away. And then where did it go from being inside your head to becoming a real thing? So Shane um, was actually, Shane is actually my co-founder. Um, Shane he, Mack. Shane Mack is my co-founder and he was my client and he was like, you know, we need to clone more of you essentially. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to do it with military spouses if we do this. And, and he found you through Zertual. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The idea was there and we started adding clients very slowly and we eventually added our first assistant in July of 2000. 17. She's now our director of operations. Wow. And our very first military spouse, and she's amazing. Her name is Kelsey. And shout out to Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey, who is, I could not do this without her. She's absolutely amazing. And she's been with us ever since. So and she's the OG. And tell us a little bit about Shane Mack. I know that I've known Shane for years, <laughs> but our listeners don't know Shane. So tell us a little bit about your co founder. Uh, Shane is the former CEO of Assist, and he was one of my clients originally, and he is very much a thought leader. He has taught me so much about being a founder and just being curious and leading with, you know, just curiosity and building leaders, not building a team of followers. And that is just something that is so not the normal of being a manager and a CEO. And it kind of makes people kind of look at you like, wait, what? You're how are you leading people? And because it's totally not normal. And I love that he's always teaching me something. That's so cool. So squared away was your idea, or like how did that transition happen from being this idea to now you're 
essentially client slash boss, like something like that, becoming your co What did that look like, that transformation? Um, he called me and he was like, you know, we need to clone more of you. So he kind of planted the idea and I started running with it. And he's kind of been a mentor to guide me through the whole process, kind of helping me not make bad decisions through the whole thing. He hasn't been my client for probably two years now. So he's been more of a mentor than anything. Wait, funny question actually, is if you guys became co-founders, it meant you were no longer his executive assistant. So who replaced you? (laughs) He didn't have somebody for a while and he was kind of- Was that complicated? I think he was like, what do I do now that I don't have somebody managing my calendar? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now he has a great assistant. We actually have an assistant that we share. Her name is Courtney and she's incredible. So I've given her a few tips on how to (laughs) work with him. That's such a funny predicament. (laughs) Like, I think you are so great. I want you to be like, let's co-found this company together to support more people the way you've supported me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> now I don't. <laughs> now I don't have you anymore. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. No, it's been an interesting dynamic. I think it's been kind of cool and he could totally speak this himself, but I think it's been interesting to shift from, especially for me, to shift from being an assistant to being more of a partner mm. and more of a co-founder as opposed to, a delegatee. Yeah. I think that that would help a lot of people talk to us a little bit more about that. What were some of the things that you had to learn? How did you evolve your mind state in transforming yourself from someone who works for someone to a leader, I guess. But I think you could be a leader even in working for someone. So I don't like that I even said it that way, but you know what I mean? Like, how did you start to change your state of mind? I always like to look at it more as a partnership, especially as opposed to more of a boss assistant mentality, because you're supporting each other. So while you're supporting this client that you're working with, you're also partnering together to hit a goal, to hit priorities. So while you're learning, you know, this one person's nuances and their priorities, you're also learning how to communicate and say, okay, well, you're doing it this way, or this is the way things are happening, but X, Y, and Z may be better, or we could try this, or here are some things that maybe you haven't considered in doing it this way. So coming from more of a partnership, as opposed to, oh, well, I've done X, Y, and Z for you, you're a check in the box. So looking at it as more of a holistic approach, as opposed to, oh, well, I'm getting my boss's work done for them. Being a founder and a leader, that's how I look at my team. But I'm not sure if my team looks at me and us back as, I know we look at one another as collaborative because I really encourage a collaborative culture, but not a partnership culture. That's something I'm going to leave this episode like thinking about is a partnership culture. I think that's a really empowering culture to, uh, to maintain. So, okay. So walk us through. So now you're a founder. What's first? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) In what capacity? There's, I feel like there's like 30,000 different things that can come from being a founder. 
I mean, if someone's listening right now and they're like, oh man, I've always dreamed of being a founder, but I've just been living the life that I've known for so long. How do I transform? What should I expect when I first become a founder? What guidance would you give them? I guess the best piece of advice I wish I had taken to heart was make sure, especially if you have family, is to maintain your boundaries. It's Mm. so easy so easy to get sucked into email or sucked into a project when, you know, you should be playing with your kids or enjoying those little moments that you can't get back. I have almost five-year-old and an 18-month-old tornado. And there are moments that I was diving into emails that probably could have waited two hours and I didn't. And those are moments that I won't be able to get back. And I wish that I had taken the time to say, you know what, this can wait. My boys can't. Right. I would say maintain your boundaries because it's easy to get sucked in to the little thing. How do you define, because I think this has to do with boundaries. How do you define success? Success to me is going to bed at night and knowing that you made a difference for somebody. That's success. I have people coming to me at least a couple of times a week saying, thank you so much for squared away. And not that they have to do that and not that they have to do that, but that, that makes the chaotic days that makes the, Oh my gosh, what is happening here? Days like moments. It makes those worth it. And there are so many families lives that we're making a difference in clients and assistant wise. And putting my head on my pillow at night going, we made a difference somewhere. That's success to me. What's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Working from home with clients is an obstacle. Funny enough, teaching military spouses how to work from home with kids has been a unique obstacle. There are so many different ways to do it. Trust me, there are days where my four-year-old is like swinging from the ceiling fans, but time blocking, giving each other tips and tricks, letting our assistants know to have grace with themselves and giving clients and team members grace. That's something that not only can they share with each other, but they can share with their clients as well, because they've also had to pivot in this day and age. And we've been doing it for three years and a lot of our clients haven't. So it's been a big challenge over the last year to be able to share that with them. Where is your company today and what's your vision for the company? Where would you like it to go? Today, we're sitting at about 150 military spouses worldwide, which is phenomenal. I would love to double that in the next couple of years and employ even more military spouses because everything we do comes back to our mission of employing as many military spouses as possible. That's what we want to continue to do. Does Squared Away only employ military spouses or veterans too? We employ both. We actually have quite a few veterans who are now military spouses. So we kind of have an interesting dynamic there. One question I love to ask is what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten? Take care of yourself. If you can't fill your cup, you can't fill anybody else's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Self-care has been one of my favorite things to share with my team doing something for yourself each and every day, even if it's going for a 20 minute walk, like take care of yourself. Burning out helps nobody, yourself included. 
there. Completely agree. What advice would you have given your either graduated from high school or graduated from college self? Uh, I feel like those are two totally different people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or both. Think of like one for each. That's fine. Graduated from high school self would have been take that year off and travel, see the world. I grew up in a very small town and I went to college in a very small town. So I feel like I didn't get enough world experience before college. The second piece of advice was for graduating from college was you're 21. Life is not over at 21. It's just beginning. So you're not a failure if you didn't get into law school at 21. And (laughs) so (laughs) I feel like an important thing to say is you're not a failure ever. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves, me included, like, my mom keeps reminding me about the guy that started KFC at 80 years old. And we put all these timelines. I think if we get, speaking of grace, if we give ourselves the grace to just do the best we can in life and just know that it's never too late and just give it our all in the moment that we are ready to give it our all kind of thing. (laughs) Absolutely. I was totally sweating law school at 21 and now I'm 34 and I'm like, wait, what law school? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Couple other questions. One's a selfish question. I absolutely love productivity tools and software. What is your favorite app or website or hardware? It can be any piece of tech. What's your favorite? I feel bad saying this almost just since it went down this week, but Slack is probably my favorite thing. It will probably always be my favorite thing. Slack and Asana always. Asana is a project manager. Yeah. And Slack, tell us what aspect of Slack that you really love. I love the communication aspect with my team because we're all on the same platform. We can literally ping each other anywhere, anytime, regardless whether or not we're sitting at a computer and we can collaborate in various channels and our teams are all there. All of my directors, all of my manager channels, it's so easy and it's by far my favorite tool. I'm on it all day, every day. Awesome. And what is your favorite book? I have to pick one. (laughs) No. I would say that my favorite... Probably Turn the Ship Around by David Marquet, just because it's a leadership book I refer to all the time. And it's how Squared Away is based. Try and share it with all of our managers when they're curious about how they should be leading their teams individually or how they should be curious. It comes back to being curious first and asking the right questions with your team. So I would say definitely Turn the Ship Around. And how can people connect with you? Email is easiest or uh, Instagram or Twitter. And can you share your Instagram, your Twitter handles and your email? Yeah, my email is michelle at gosquaredaway.com. And my Instagram is C-M-P-E-N-C-Z. And my Twitter is Michelle P-E-N-C-Z. And that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And we'll also include Mm -hmm. it in the show notes so you guys can look for it there. The last little piece that I like to share, it's something new and it's something I want to remember myself. And so I think I'm going to end every episode this way is have you heard the word pronoia? Pronoia, I have not. 
So it's the opposite of paranoia. I learned it from our guest in Kazakhstan, Laura, and it means that everything is happening to benefit you. And I think it's a really powerful word. It's an amazing, I almost perceive it as a state of mind. And I want to remember it myself, especially in this year. Like, I just think that pronoia, like, let you know, everything, no matter what the situation is, no matter how negative it may seem, everything is happening to benefit you in your favor in the long run. I love that so much. I'm going to share that with my team. They're going to be like, where did you hear that? <laughs> it's an amazing word, right? That's Just awesome. Like an amazing word. Yes. Thank you so much, Michelle, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more phenomenal women in tech around the world. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social, at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hi, my name is Michelle Penzak and I'm the CEO of Squared Away. And we are a remote executive assistant company composed mostly of military spouses. And we are based in San Diego, California. And you are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.